What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey guys, it's Asus McDonald here. Real quick, if you haven't subscribed yet, take a few seconds to subscribe so you don't miss out on any valuable content on entrepreneurship and marketing. We are definitely pushing out weekly content. So definitely don't want you guys missing out on any of that. And then also, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We definitely need your help to reach a wider audience. Now, today, my special guest is Sam Moss. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Really, really excited to be here with you. Same's here. Now, where are you located right now? Elmira, New York. So if, if you're not familiar with the state... Um, we're dead center as far south as you can go. So right above the Pennsylvania border. Interesting. And how's the weather out there? Is it snowing or is it just threatening to snow? Um, it snowed the other day and it was um, just a dusting, but it's been, uh, it's been mid thirties to mid forties. It's kind of flirting back and forth between fall and winter, but I'm sure we'll get hit hard here pretty soon, you know, as usual. <laughs> yeah. I'm in California and it's like, 40 50s the highest it gets is like 65 during the day see and i then, would have thought it would have been way way warmer than that so i was a little jealous at first but now i'm not as jealous <laughs> <laughs> totally now i want to start uh sam i want to start by giving our listeners and viewers a short bio of who you are just to give them more contacts and then we'll dive right into the questions sounds like a plan sounds good now for those that don't know sam Sam Moss is the owner of One Click Agency. It's a website development and design company in Elmira, New York. For over five years, Sam and his team have been helping B2B companies by providing WordPress website builds and monthly maintenance. Outside of running his own business, Sam is also the co-host of marketing podcasts each week called B2B Made Simple. Again, that's B2B Made Simple. And on this podcast is where he talks with marketers who are in the trenches every day, learning what it takes to run a marketing team. Also, Sam was born in Rochester, New York, and is married to his beautiful wife, Ciara, and has one daughter named Olive. In addition to his love for marketing, Sam enjoys watching and playing sports, being involved in church, and playing guitar. Sam? Thank you for your time. And again, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, a couple of discrepancies. One, well, thank you, obviously. The first one is, as you're listening to this, I didn't put it in the bio, but we also have a big old French Mastiff dog who weighs about 150 pounds, who currently is snoring about 10 feet from me. And probably you can hear it in the interview. So keep that in mind. And the second thing is, <laughs> Beauty Made Simple, I forgot to mention this too, um, officially launches the beginning of January. So a little Love bit of it. a this is the the first that I've actually said something 
out there. So if someone's first time to the public, there you go. First time to the public. So you get that right there, Jesus. <laughs> January 1st, 2021. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned, guys. <laughs> now let's dive right into the questions. The most famous question of all when it comes to entrepreneurs is what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? You know, when you sent that to me, it took a little while to kind of reflect on it because not many people have asked me that. Um, it really boils down to something that was ingrained in me yeah. by my parents. Um, my parents had been, you know, entrepreneurs on their own. My dad, especially, um, he owned a security company uh, as we were growing up, and then eventually mm. he let that go and decided to go full time into ministry and being involved in church. And uh, as nice. I got older, yeah, we actually partnered up and did a business of our own, which is now one click. And um, something that they always told me was, you don't have to work for someone else. Hmm. Even if it's going to be harder, it's going to be ideal because you can make your own schedule um, and you can run your own life. You're not owned by someone else. And obviously, people need to work for other people um, because it would be hard to build a company or a business without that. Um, yeah. And being an entrepreneur is not for everyone, but that always resonated with me that, man, I really don't have to work for someone else. And they pushed me from a young age to skip past trying to go get a job and just be creative. Um, and that's, that's interesting. really what happened. Yeah. yeah. I don't hear many stories about my parents pushed me to be an entrepreneur, be creative, do things on, on my own. I mean, eventually there's things that are on a personal, you know, life standpoint where you have to, uh, but to do a career, this is the first story I've ever heard where, you know, my parent didn't want me to work for anyone else. <laughs> I guess, I guess now that I think about it, it's kind of the other way around normally mm. where they're like kind of scared about it. But yeah, I can honestly yeah. say um, that's true. It was something they encouraged from a young age to have that mindset. Um, and I'm blessed to be married to a wife who has the exact same mindset and she does her own thing too. So it's, it's really cool how it worked out. That's awesome. What does your wife do? Uh, she is a, a wedding photographer and nice. she does like really good work. She does um, some pretty big weddings, which I'm excited about. So she's not just hoking around doing her own thing, but she actually has a company of her own, which is really cool. And your daughter's two weeks out? Yep. Two weeks this past Saturday. Well, one thing's for sure. You're going to have a, amazing photos <laughs> from <Yeah>. your wife. <laughs> Pre-photography so right she's there. Already, <laughs> she's already saved us like five or $600 on these newborn photog like photographs. because yeah, she They can get pretty so expensive. Like, all the power to you, babe. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, why did you choose website solutions? Um, why not like SEO, PPC, social media marketing? Why not copywriting? You're doing a phenomenal job, by the way. You do a phenomenal job on LinkedIn when it comes to copywriting. But I'm just curious, why not a different avenue? Why website solutions? Yeah, so it was more of a process of elimination because at one point, <laughs> we did all those with the exception of copywriting, we pretty much did all of those. Um, social media, we did some management and it was just wasn't our thing. We did SEO and I hated the the pressure of if you don't get a first page results, <laughs> yes, then they absolutely <laughs> hate you. And yeah, and even pay-per-click, I just we we had toyed with it and just a lot of those different marketing tactics in the industry. And what really stuck was websites really mm. for the main reason that people understand what a website is, right. they know what they're getting. And 
it's not that hard to sell because the inbound is a lot easier because they understand, totally. you know, like totally. I said, what they're getting. Um, you don't have to convince them that they need um, a social media marketing strategy or SEO and try to explain it to them. We just, it's kind of lazy, but we found it was way easier. So we just went with it. So it's interesting because I see a lot of agencies say, I do everything under one umbrella. I'm a full stack agency, full service agency. And what I see from a lot of marketing agencies is they do the whole digital package, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll do the copywriting. We'll do the images. We'll do the videos. We'll do your websites. We'll do SEO, PPC. We'll do PR. We don't do PR, but we'll do it for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll wipe your yeah. butt. We'll do whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, but you were like, I did the whole digital package, but then you narrowed down to just doing one service which was the website. And, yeah, and that has, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I was going to say that's been really freeing as counterintuitive as that sounds, because like you mentioned, we were the full stack, everything. And it's been an internal conversation between Todd and I, where it's, should we add some more services? Should we not? And we've really just decided that we should have one focus hmm. until we absolutely crush it. Um, right. and one by one focus, obviously we do a couple of different things under the website umbrella, um, maintenance, design development, things like that. Right, but right. as a whole, that's really one, one, um, part of the industry. And we decided that we didn't want to be pulled a hundred different directions. And it's really hard to promote, um, a full stack agency because you don't really have a main focus. So that's what we realized. And it really helped us. That's awesome. I really like that the focus. Uh, it's very rare to find marketing agencies or just website design and development companies uh, that just focus on one service. Um, I feel like they do a lot because it's more like your fish nets, right? They want to cast their nets to a wider audience, but then they take on so many that it becomes quantity over quality, mm-hmm. right? Do you, yeah. Did you experience that too when you were doing everything? It was just, you're all over the place, but it was hard to really have, make quality. Yeah, it was, it was really tough because you'd be working on an SEO campaign for one customer and then you'd run over and schedule social media posts for another. Mm. And then you would be running over and doing a website edit for someone else. And it was just, it was a lot. And we weren't known for one thing. My own wife had trouble explaining to people what we do. And if, you're, <laughs> if your oh, own yeah. spouse can't explain it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. For goodness sake, then uh, you're probably doing a little too much. So um, for the sake of knowing, being known for one thing, uh, we just decided let's hammer websites hard and we've been going for it uh, ever since. That's awesome. One of the things that I really like that you do is website audits for marketing professionals. And one of the things um, that I'd like to know more of is what do you do specifically for website audits? And also, I'm going to throw another little question underneath that one, <laughs> is when should someone consider a website audit? Because a lot of times they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first one, um, it, your first question was, what is a website audit and what we, do we do, right? Correct. Yeah. So let me unpack that first. Um, Traditionally, when you think of a website audit, you would think that someone's going to come in, go through your website, 
make sure all the links work, um, mm-hmm. make sure that the website is functioning properly. And that's all very good, but we take a different approach. Um, it's more of a conversion audit, more or less, which means we go over the content of the website, mm-hmm. the flow, the structure, the design, the customer um, experience that they're going to go through. And give feedback to the company, the marketing team, the business owner on what can be improved. And to segue into the second question, which is when should you consider one? Um, Basically, we provide this to give a second pair of eyes um, for your marketing team, for your company, for as a business owner, that second pair of eyes that can say, yes, you're either doing it right, or here are some key areas that you can improve because you've been so focused on your company, um, on your business, that it's tough for you to see what customers are experiencing. Um, Mm. So we purposely go in and not really tear it apart, but give some corrective criticism. We record the call and then we shoot it over to them um, and then they have it. So they can go back through it and take notes, Mm -hmm. send it off to their marketing team, their developer. Um, What we found is that companies, business owners, they already have a relationship with a website developer um, or they have one on their team. And we still wanted to offer value to them because we enjoy marketing. We enjoy helping um, websites convert. Mm -hmm. So this was just a nice way for us to do that where we didn't have to do the website development, but we could still help them. So you mentioned you record. So do you do it over Zoom to record or is it a phone call recording? You don't just send the PDF over or do you even send the PDF? So we do a couple of different things. We we get on Zoom, we record the call and we get out our red marker right there on Zoom and just start circling, Xing, doing all kinds of visual things I love that. so they can get a really good idea of what needs to change um, so that they can hand it to their website um, designer or developer or some of them honestly do it themselves as selves if it's a marketing team mm-hmm. and they get the visual on what needs to be done. Um, in addition to that, we send over a one page report of some of the key takeaways um, so they can have that as well. So they're really set up for success. Um, right. And sometimes they get to the point where <laughs> they're in the call and they're like, wow, I really like all this. Just do it for me. Um, mm. And we go in and do that as well. Um, so, you know, whatever people are looking for, we're, we're happy to do that in that arena for sure. I love that. How do you handle a website audit if they have multiple websites? Like say I come to you and I said, Hey, here's the primary domain name, but I also have two other websites. Do you just count that as one website audit or do you do it per domain? So we do it per domain um, solely for the reason that a lot of times it's Mm -hmm. a whole different funnel. Um, I mean, if it's close to the same funnel, they should probably be on the same website anyway, if they're going for the same goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times, if they're separate domains, they're really separate businesses, entities, sections of a company. And it's better just to get a whole different view on that. um, So there's not confusion. So yeah, we do um, one per domain, um, just to keep it easy. Awesome. And when should should someone consider a website audit? Hopefully, I didn't miss that. (laughs) Yeah, so... They should, I I don't remember if I said it or not, but they should consider one um, really at any point that they are questioning, because that's very easy to do. Um, Mm. We question our work or wonder if it could be better or if we did it right, or we want the confirmation that we did a good job. Um, So really anywhere in the process, obviously not before a build. These are typically on websites that have been up and running. 
um, and you're looking for a way to improve them, hopefully get some more conversions and um, really represent your company better. Um, that would be my answer. That's awesome. Another question that I have is who is your ideal client? The more specific, the better. Yeah, so our ideal client um, are VPs of marketing at B2B tech companies, SaaS companies, um, computer software, that industry. Um, typically, the companies that we work with size between 10 uh, employees and 1,000 employees. And then they have an annual budget of around $5 million to $150 million. Um, that's our ideal client, ICP. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And you're probably the first one that have gotten that specific on the ideal client. So that's awesome because I learned from the best. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> because a lot of people say I do everyone, right? Like I take on any project. I take on whoever wants to do business with me, but it's very hard to know if I'm someone or maybe it's a listener uh, on this show or a viewer that's watching this on YouTube, right? And they might be your ideal client, but or they might be your industry partner, but they don't know what to refer you because you say you do everything. So it's like, all right, well, but if you say something very specific, like you just did computer software, VP of marketing, director of marketing, um, company size, annual revenue, that's very specific. I know people that are your ideal client and yeah. I can refer you those people. I may have already got out of a meeting with that person. <laughs> it's really counterintuitive. I use that phrase a lot, obviously, but um, when you're honed in, and this goes back to what we mentioned about the websites, you're known for something. Right. When a keyword or a key phrase is sparked up in conversation or in a meeting room, um, something along those lines, I want to be the one that comes to mind for website development, website maintenance, B2B companies. Um, so if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to get honed in. And we were not like that um, up until right. recently, especially with our ICP. Um, we were all over the place. Um, it kind of had an identity crisis with who we should really focus on. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently that we really started doing, um, right. I mean, we had worked with B2B companies, but focused solely on that. Um, right. And even with the websites, we had mentioned that in the beginning right. where we were all over the map with social media right seo ppc hone in on one thing hone in on an ic uh icp and go for it and it's normal so those who are listening to this episode it's totally normal everyone goes through growing pains and everyone it's like trial and error you have to like just do it and see what works for you uh and then you get the more specific you get with your ideal client the better so you nailed it sam i really loved it you nailed it when it comes to who your ideal client is uh, now they're lit they, with my ideal, if the ideal client, blah, 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 if my, the ideal client is listening to this, you know, podcast episode and wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way that they can get in contact with you? Um, the best way is to go to our website, oneclickagency.com. You can use the number one or just spell it out. It goes to the same place. Um, the second place I do respond to all the messages. It just might take me a little while because there, there's quite a few. Would just be LinkedIn. Um, look me up there, Sam Moss. Um, just shoot me a DM. I'd be happy to start the conversation there. So a couple of touch points for you. That's awesome. Last question I have is, do you have any advice for our listeners? 
I would say clarity on a website. I'll kind of, I'll, I'll keep it along those lines. Clarity um, and sim- simplicity really mm-hmm. are what win in today's marketplace, especially in the B2B space. Um, I'll give an example. The other day I, uh, I came across the Forbes, I think it's the Forbes 100, um, Forbes Cloud 100. And yeah. basically it's the top 100 B2B software companies um, in the United States. And I started clicking down through their websites and I was like, I wonder how hard it's going to be to figure out what these companies do. Mm-hmm. So I know nothing about them. As a business owner, um, I am technically a lot of their ideal customers. So I should be able to relate and need some of these services. Right. And I kid you not, I went through about 10 to 12 different websites and half of them, even with some real digging into the site, I could not tell you what they do. And that's really a scary thought um, for someone that stumbles across a website like that, which I would think would happen more often than not. Um, So it goes back to make it easy for us to know what you do, how you're going to make my life better as Mm. an ideal customer, and how do I buy from you? Um, List those three things right off the bat on your website and keep it simple. Um, Don't make it harder than it needs to be to buy. That would be the advice I have. That's great advice because it makes me think about, you're right. There's a lot of websites out there, even outside B2B space where I go there and they talk about benefits or features and it's like, well, what the heck do you do? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go to Google search to just get a short company description (laughs) <laughs> right uh or i'm looking in the about us or i'm going to a different i'm tab that again it's all google search right but then i lose interest and i end up going elsewhere or i'm on amazon shopping for something different <laughs> <laughs> right yeah same here <laughs> yeah this this also that also applies to um going on a little tangent here but i won't go too far is like websites that have an overwhelming amount of text. Like mm-hmm. if I'm there, I get overwhelmed. I'm out. I'm not going to spend time. I'm not going to read everything. I don't have time to read a lot of stuff. Right. So I don't know. I just- honestly think, I think B2B companies fall into that trap a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they have a lot they need to tell mm-hmm. and they feel like they need to regurgitate that out immediately onto their <laughs> homepage yes. of their website and it can be really overwhelming and like i said with the uh the forbes cloud 100 totally i was really overwhelmed and shocked as an ideal customer for a lot of these companies that i clicked on their website i could not tell what they did and they really did list some features and benefits but we have to go back to the basics and tell just tell me what you do that would be mm-hmm. nice are you a, a cloud software or uh, storage company um are you did you create a crm that i need for my team i could not tell even after some digging um which i think is pretty sad right totally well sam we're out of time but thank you again for your time and for those listening sam moss runs a website design development company so if you're looking to outsource website design website development website maintenance. He is your guy. He is your point of contact. You can send him a message on LinkedIn. He does his best. 
He does. I've tried it myself. I'm sending him a message. <laughs> He'll does his best to get in contact with you and reply. So definitely send him a LinkedIn message. Thanks again, Sam, for your time. Hey, everybody, before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast, and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away. Oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.